Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Our guest today is Bob Lancer. Bob has been a full-time coach for the past three decades, guiding individuals through a process called The Method that releases their blocks to all they want in life. Bob is also a best-selling author, an in-demand speaker around the world on living the free life. Bob, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for inviting me, Milad. Before we hop into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us a little bit about who you are and some of the things you like to do when you're not working. Wow. I'm working all the time. <laughs> and it's because I love what I do. Mm. You know, as a coach, at, at the level that I work at, um, it's really something that I live 24-7. So mm. uh, beyond that, I'm also a, a, a writer, and I've published a number of best-selling books. I'm also a, a speaker. I do that. And, and I'm also a musician. Uh, I play uh, percussion. Um, mostly for fun, but, you know, with a couple of bands. And then I'm a father of two boys, a single father, divorced. I have my kids 50% of the time. And when I'm with them, it's mostly all about just playing really, really hard and enjoying every single sacred moment that I have with them. Mm. You know, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. I mentioned in the intro that you'd been coaching three decades, over three decades. So what led you to really get into coaching in the first place? Well, I think what probably leads just about everyone into this path is that I had a coach. You know, to me at that time, uh, I, I, I regarded him as my life wisdom teacher. And I would meet with him on a regular basis, one, two, three times a week. And he really illuminated me as to how the universe works and who I really am and how to follow the path that's true for me. And very quickly after uh, working with him, I discovered that is the path for me, that the, the work he was doing translated into the work I was doing on myself. And it just became really clear that this is my calling. And, and I, I felt such a love for this kind of work. You know, when, when people ask me, should I become a life coach? And, and sometimes people ask me, should I be a writer? You know, you only become a life coach, a true life coach, because you have to, because there's just no other way for you to be. There's no other way for you to live. Now, there's different levels of life coaching, and people may have different formulas and approach it as a profession. I can't really relate to that too well, although I do help people who to discover that that's really what's going on with them. But what made me a life coach is that I, I had to. This, this kind of work, this awakening to what's really going on and how to release my greater power, potential, and purpose in every single moment of life this is the way I had to live. So it became my full-time life work. I just took the plunge 100% and, um, you know, landed on the island and sent away all the boats. <laughs> and this is the life I've been leading. And every time I come up with the challenge 
of doing this kind of work, living this kind of life. It could be a challenge like running out of money. It could be a challenge like having no clients. It could be a challenge like going through a divorce that completely rocked my world. It could be a health challenge. And what I do is, like there's a term in yoga, you take it to the mat. What I do is whatever I'm going through, I coach myself through it. And it's like I have this internal coach guiding me that I can open up to, to get my guidance and my answers and my wisdom. And then there are other, there are peers that I connect with also to sort of reinforce me and help me along my process. So I receive coaching from those that I deeply resonate with that I feel can take me or help me get to my next level. So it was through the working with my own coach in my early 20s that awakened me to the realization that being a coach, a wisdom teacher, a counselor, a guide, whatever you want to call it, that this is my this is who I must be, how I must live my life. I never had the discipline to do anything else but what I deeply, deeply love doing and what I feel truly spiritually called to do, and that's writing and coaching. Well, your story is really inspirational, but everybody knows that starting a business can have a lot of ups and downs. So can you talk to us about maybe a low point that you experienced while you were getting your business started? Well, like you said, it's up and down. And and when you're in business for a long time, like I have been, you don't just go through the ups and downs in the beginning. You go through the ups and downs throughout. Perseverance is the name of the game. But deeper than perseverance, in order for you to tap the level of perseverance, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to really know who you are and what you're about and how much you're willing to risk to follow this path that is your true passion. So w- when I go through a down, let's say, you know, for, for me, when, when I just got started, it was really an up um, because I was filled with inspiration. I was living in, in Brooklyn, New York at the time, uh, studying with my teacher. And after about seven years of studying with him, I just had the epiphany that it was time to move. And this was around 1980 to move to Phoenix, Arizona, where there was a lot of people interested in this whole awakening process and and spiritual enlightenment, in living a truer life, in living a more spiritual life, a more fulfilled life, waking up to deeper values. And I just felt this calling to just go there, move there, open up a bookstore. In the middle of the bookstore was a classroom. At the back of the bookstore was a coaching set uh, uh, office. And I was able to raise the $30,000 that I needed to open this business in no time. You know, one of the one of the guiding principles to to follow when you're on your true path is that what you're doing has to be simple, easy, and fun. If you're head, if you're experiencing a lot of struggle and frustration, it's a sign that you're really heading on the wrong path. So my thing started off, boom, everything just fell into place. And I very, very quickly uh, gathered a bunch of clients, a, a, a bunch of followers, and I started speaking all around the, the, uh, the West and the Southwest. And uh, it all just sort of took off. Um, and then I got to a point where I felt like I was playing to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And this happens to a lot of people when they're successful. I was playing to the crowd. I was no longer following 
what felt really right for me. I was reading my audience and trying to give them what they wanted from me. And I was finding that increasingly unfulfilling. And actually, it started to feel hypocritical. Hmm. So I walked away from it. I let it all go. I call it a money cleanse. And I moved from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, the desert. I think it's 113 there today. Wow. To New Hampshire to live in the woods and focus back again on my own internal development. And in that process, I went completely broke. There was no money coming in. And so rather than just running out and trying to rescue myself in some job or something, I mean, I do have degrees. I could have gone into education. I simply tuned in to what I really want to do right now. Now, this may sound selfish, it may sound childish, it may sound practical, but this has never failed me in my life. I tuned in to what I really want to do right now. And what I really wanted to do right now was to write, to connect with my inspiration and just write, write all the wisdom that was coming through me. And in the beginning, every time I would sit down to write, I'd say, well, you know, this is kind of dangerous because as I'm sitting here writing, I'm not making any money. Sure. But I did what I really wanted to do deep down inside because I, you look at it this way, you know, you might think that you have time, but you don't have any time as far as you know. So uh, there was a while when I was teaching uh, seminars in the corporate area on time management mastery and time management mastery is very, very simple. I never heard anybody share this before, but all the coaches out there, this is something you can share. Um, I give it to you. Um, and here's the secret to mastering time management. You always have time to take care of your top priority, and you never have time for anything else. So what that means is that our first priority is to find out what is my top priority. If I don't have any time, because if I think I have time, that's just that's an illusion. We don't know how long we have. What do I want to do right now with my life? What is really the most important thing for me to do? And so every time I have done that, the clients, the money, the opportunities started to show up. And every time I allowed fear to block me from doing that, I just continued going broke. Hmm. So my advice for the ups and downs is number one, perseverance. But perseverance is going to be based on self-honesty. You've got to know what you really want to do with your life. And then from there, you've got to have the courage to just do it. Now, in my work, I use a process called the method. And what the method does is it releases people from the fears that are blocking them from doing what they want. It releases them from the fears, from the guilt trips, from the I'm not worthy trip. And it's a process that I discovered a few years ago. And I call it the method because what's amazing about it is it's not just about boosting your mindset and telling you stuff you already know about life. It's an actual process that takes about 20 minutes when your fears are coming up, when your emotional blockages, your negativity, your discouragement, your unworthiness, whatever it might be. When that's coming up, we go through the method and it dissolves the blockage and you once more discover who you truly are and what you're truly about. 
and it really becomes a kind of a spiritual experience. So that's the long answer. (laughs) (laughs) So you've made the move from the desert up to New Hampshire to live in the woods, and you've tapped in and you figured out that what you really want to do is write, but you weren't making a lot of money doing that. So when did you finally feel like you were gaining some momentum in this new version of your business? Well, you know, it wasn't really a new version because writing has all, I'm a, I'm a natural born writer. Writing is my passion. Writing is my thrill. Write, writing and, and, and coaching. When I'm writing, that's where I get my insights for coaching. When I'm coaching, I get my insights and then I run home and I write them down. So I'm constantly writing. I write probably two or three articles a week. That's kind of my blog. And I mail that out to people, email that out to people who are interested. It's on my LinkedIn. It's on my Facebook. It's on my websites. So it wasn't really anything new for me to write. It was just realizing that having no clients, there was nothing else to do. So I didn't feel like going networking and and making business cards and marketing myself in any way. I didn't feel like doing that. What I felt like doing was really writing down my experiences and the answers that were coming to me. And within a very short time, I had completed a book that I felt inspired about. And I sent it off to a publisher that I, that I knew from, from Phoenix, Arizona. I had done some seminars from him, a guy by the name of Dick Sutphin. This is many years ago. They accepted the manuscript. It was called The Soulmate Process, How to Find the Love of Your Life in 90 Days. And that book got published, and I got an advance. And um, then that book got pu- picked up by a publishing company in Germany, and I got some more money. And at the same time, though, and this is really important for you coaches out there, I was not only getting money from my writing, I was getting phone calls. I was getting invited to speak. I was uh, clients, people from from my previous life were contacting me and I was working there. So, So everything, just by doing what I felt inspired to do, it raised my energy level and money sources started to open up, including coaching sources. So in a pretty short time, within a year, I was really back on track of speaking, coaching, and writing. I mean, and making making enough money to sustain myself to do it very comfortably. And after living in New Hampshire for a little while, um, I decided that I wanted more more cosmopolitan energy. I moved to Chicago. And I worked in Chicago for a couple of years doing the same kind of thing, making connections, speaking, coaching, by following what I really, you know, Joseph Campbell calls it following your bliss, really living in the state of inspiration. And after doing that for a while, I got tired of the cold and the dreary weather, and I decided to move down south, and an opportunity opened up for me here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is in the mid nineties where I was given the opportunity to um, host my own radio show on the largest, uh, radio AM and FM radio network in the Southeast WSB radio broadcasting to 35 States. Uh, and this was as a result of the, um, the program director of, of the radio station happening to attend one of my talks. 
And he came up to me and he said, we'd like to give you your own show. So that brought me down to uh, the Atlanta, Georgia area. And then I started to be invited to do some guest expert um, uh, appearances on local television news shows, the NBC affiliate down here. And so it all just always worked out. And then every now and then there'd be a a, a bump in the road. Maybe something personal might happen, like I, I mentioned earlier, the divorce. And I would be knocked off my emotional balance. And I always found that as soon as I got knocked off my emotional balance, my business started to fall apart. They always mm-hmm. went hand in hand. Emotional balance and economic balance go hand in hand. And finally, after going through what really felt like a totally devastating divorce where I couldn't do any work at all, I, I was able to write still, but I, could, but I couldn't get myself out of my depression. Um, I was so devastated by this divorce that happened because it involved my children and it was really a devastating, for some reason, I don't even know why, I guess it triggered up some hidden childhood trauma and I completely fell apart, my business completely fell apart. But I continued to allow myself to go through whatever I was going through consciously, examining the experience mm-hmm. and persevering. And that ultimately led me to the discovery of the method. And the method got me out of it in like 20 minutes. I went wow. through this internal process and all of a sudden I went from depression into peace, feelings of safety, feelings of inspiration again. And I realized this is my mission. My mission is to bring this process to the world. I felt like I was given this, not just for me, but for humanity. Because when I, when I share this with others, it's freeing them the way it freed me. It's an actual, tangible, step-by-step process for releasing it. So plunging into the darkness always has its purpose. Because you'll always attract, and this is a principle you can always remember, you will always attract the light you need to emerge from any level of darkness you descend into. Hmm. So the darkness is the price we pay for the light. And if you have the courage, and you do, there's nothing, there's no reason why anyone listening is not able to just feel all their inner pain, feel their insecurity, feel their fear. You could take it, feel your depression. Feel whatever emotional crisis is happening to you. You could take it. You're strong enough. If you have the idea that you can't take it, that's a false idea of who you are. You could take it. And the deeper the darkness that comes upon you, the greater the light that it will share. And when you're a coach, when you're really here to help people, to deal with reality, and to overcome what's really blocking them so they can live the life they want, you have to face a lot of darkness within yourself because you cannot give anyone the light that you have not earned through the darkness. So if someone contacts you and says, look, I really want to be a coach, but I don't have any food or I'm about to lose my home. For you to be able to actually provide effective coaching for that process, you need to be able to have faced within your own self that kind of inner, all the fears that that would trigger off. Because we, we really coach, and this was a big lesson for me, you don't coach through your words, through your ideas. You coach through the energy of your presence. You coach through your level of being. You coach through who you are. 
when you have passed through these tests and trials that other people have passed through, your being has transformed. You have gone through a kind of an alchemical process. You've been transmuted into a higher state where people can feel your influence and feel safe and secure and inspired, not because of anything you're saying particularly, but because they can feel the power and the presence behind what you say, and that helps them to feel so much better. So before we move on to the part of the podcast that focuses on like real action steps that coaches can take to start or grow their business, I would love to know, what are you most excited about creating next in your business? Well, um, I, I don't really get excited about creating anything next. I get excited about creating everything now. And so what I mean by that is going back to this idea that we have about time. We don't know that there's a next. We don't know that there's a future. You might com be completely convinced that you have years to live, months to live, or even minutes to live. But you have to be real. If you want to be a coach, you've got to be realistic. You can't live in a fantasy land. So as far as next goes, there really isn't anything. What I'm most passionate about, Millet, and this is t totally being honest with you, is what you and I are doing right now. And the opportunity that you and I have right now to help as many people as effectively as we possibly can, this right now, what we are doing is what excites me most. That's great. Now, I want to move the conversation a little bit to what's working right now in business. Now, one thing that coaches love to talk about is the different ways to make a living. Now, some people really just love the one-on-one -on -one coaching. They'd be happy with 20 clients a week. Other people, they like to do a lot of different things. They like to write books. They like to do online stuff. They like to do group programs. So talk to us a little bit about how you generate revenue in your business. Well, I guess I fall into the category of loving the coaching, loving the speaking, and loving the writing. Um, if I'm not coaching, I'm speaking. If I'm not coaching or speaking, I'm writing. Um, and I do these because, again, I, I love doing them. This is where my energy comes from. This is where my passion comes from. And um, so mine, I guess you would say, is, is three-prong um, in that department. There's also sort of different categories of people that I coach and, and speak to. For some reason, uh, one of the groups, segments of society that opened up for me was parents and educators of young children. For some reason, they find this, this resonance in my work, and I've always had a special resonance with, with kids and understanding kids and a background in education and development. And so not only is it, is it writing, coaching, and speaking for me, and they're really all one, you know, speaking is just coaching a group. Writing is coaching through the written word. It's all the same. Um, but it's also different segments of society. So there have been periods in my life where I did a lot of corporate work, um, periods when I did a lot of uh, work with parents and educators, um, periods where I've gone to uh, different fraternal organizations and community organizations. Um, I also do, uh, I've, I've worked with uh, you know, people who are facing real serious challenges, whether it's people who are in homeless situations or people who are in prison. Um, 
So there's lots of different segments of society that my work seems to naturally address. So uh, I, I hope that answers your question. If someone's wanting to get started doing something besides just the one-on-one coaching, talk to us a little bit about the types of speaking that you do and, and how maybe someone could start to get into doing some speaking. Well, you know, there's lots of um, sort of basic um, canned formulas out there for being a speaker. Um, the, the, the first thing I always advise people before we talk about how to get a gig, how to get a speaking gig is, you know, you ha- I've always had a natural talent and gift for speaking, for speaking to groups, for speaking one-on-one, for persuasive speaking, for inspirational speaking, and for writing. These are my passions. These are the things I'm naturally good at. These are the things I desire to be as brilliant at as I can. So I'm either, I'm always studying the process. I'm always Every conversation I have is practice in, in improving my communication ability. So the, the, the first step is to recognize, is this truly your gift? Is this truly your passion? Or are you trying to get into this because you think it's going to be an easy way to make money? Now, usually people go into coaching because they feel it's a calling and speaking as well. Then the next step is, you know, the old question, the old, the, the old saying is, if you want to be happy, do for a living, what you would do for free. Now, if that's your situation, well, that gives you a kind of a hint at how to get started as a speaker. Do it for free. So when I started my career, and sometimes when I just feel the urge to do it, I offer my services. I'll I'll find out, you know, charitable organizations or, uh, you know, the Kiwanis Club, wherever, wherever I can speak for free on a topic that people might want. I used to do uh, PTAs. But an advantage that I had in that was that I, as a writer, I always had published material to sell in the back of the room. Um, and I always had a lot of recordings of my, of my work. I produced recordings, so I had a lot of CDs to sell at the back of the room. I had books that were published by publishers and self-published to sell at the back of the room. So I would, there were been, there have been times where I have made a thousand dollars by speaking for free through what right. I sold. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to mislead anybody. You know, when when you go out there and there's just be willing to do it for free. Look for venues. Look for places you can speak for free, businesses, lunch and learns, any place you can speak. And that's how you start to uh, be- become known. But th- there's no, there, there is and there isn't an easy path to total success. So there is a totally easy path to total success. And that's the path I've always taken. And again, it goes back to that formula that I told you. Whatever you're doing, it has to feel simple, easy, and fun. If you're struggling, if you're feeling burdened, if it, what you're doing feels like a drag, you're on the wrong path. It's got to be simple, easy, and fun. That being said, however, if you're counting on a particular outcome to rescue you, that's not going to happen. So from simple, and easy, and fun, what we have to do to really live fulfilling, successful lives is we have to do something that I call 
taking the power out of money. So taking the power out of money means that if you believe that you've got to be making a certain amount of money every month or every week or every day because of the bills you have to pay uh, to support the lifestyle, even the minimal lifestyle that you want to live. If you believe that you need a certain amount of money to feel safe, you have given money the power to make you feel safe or unsafe. Well, the problem with that is that anything in the external world is not reliable. It's never going to be consistent, right? No matter how much money you have, you will always find if money has the power to make you safe, therefore money has the power to make you feel insecure, I don't care how much money you get, you will never be free of your fear of lack and loss. That's why we have some people who are making millions of dollars a year who are totally paranoid, totally obsessed with work. Or sometimes you might feel that money, you might give money the power to make you feel like a worthwhile human being. Money to give you the power to feel good about yourself or bad about yourself, depending on how much money you make. So in the work that I do, we take all the money out, all the power out of money, right? And we give all the power to ourselves. You are the power to prosper. You are the power to be financially successful. Right. And so when you face that within, when you accept it, just like a tree, the energy within the tree is what produces the fruit of the tree. We don't go out and collect fruit and staple it to a tree and say, okay, this tree is rich in fruit. Right. Right. What we, the energy, and the same thing is true for you. The energy, the life energy flowing through you, when that energy is flowing freely and abundantly through you, that automatically opens up for you lucrative opportunities. So you take the power out of money and you accept the power within yourself. I am the power to prosper. And all I have to do is be open to the power that within me that will produce all the fruit I need to lead a rich, fulfilling life. And again, that goes back to the method, which releases these blocks and these beliefs that we need external conditions to empower us. So if you're willing in the beginning, as you're starting out as a speaker, as a writer, as a coach, and it's really all the same thing. It's just a matter how many people you're coaching and the medium through which you're coaching. And you are willing to really free yourself what, to, from whatever internally is blocking you from happiness and safety and security and joy and empowerment. Now you're on the path for you. And if your path to success is through coaching, that is what will automatically open up to you. If there's a different path for you, something that's even better for you, that will open up. We can't have any attachments to what is the right thing for me to do. We have to be completely open. See, one of the other things that I teach is, and this is very important, is you can't figure anything out. You can't, you want to try to figure out, well, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. This is how to go for it. You can't figure it out. Life is too complex. The universe is too fast. But when you accept the fact that you can't figure it out, and then you become receptive to a higher level of intuitive guidance within you that can tell you what to do, that can show you this level of internal intuitive illumination. We could call it your internal GPS that you can tune into. And it doesn't come through thought. It doesn't come through the brain. It comes through the heart. The ancient Greeks taught that the heart was the place where true knowledge is awakened. The heart is where we feel. Intuition is a feeling process. So the way you feel your way through your right path, 
is by feeling what feels empowering and joyful and liberating and real. And as you follow that sense, that inner guiding sense, you're all you're leading a truly successful, rewarding and meaningful life. Yeah, that's good. I think that a lot of people really do get hung up on how am I going to make all this happen? And I really like what you're saying, which is as long as you're in a place where you're doing something that you love, you don't necessarily have to worry about the how. You just need to be open to what comes your way and not necessarily overlook any opportunities that might be there, but but don't get all caught up in knowing every single step. Now, we're talking about things need to be easy. We need to just be ourselves and opportunities are going to come to us. But at the same time, People are going to say, yes, but we still need to balance that with being in business, with earning a living. So in balancing those two things, what would be your favorite way of bringing new people into your business? How do you let people know who you are and what you have to offer? How do you get new people to become aware of you? So when I want to bring in new clients, I follow this same path. And it's not always rational. So I may get, feel an inspiration, let's say, to call a minister of a church that I know, to set up lunch with him, to talk about, you know, I would like to be able to present an inspiring talk at the church. What do you think? Now, if that feels natural and inspired and authentic, that's the path I go on. You have to go inward first to get into your best internal space where you are literally feeling safe, secure, inspired, and problem-free. And mm-hmm. then from that beautiful inner space, you are then open up to anything coming into you intuitively that will guide you. You can use prayer if you want. That will guide you. Like what, what feels right to do to expand my business? Maybe I'll write an article. Uh, maybe I'll publish it on LinkedIn. Maybe I'll publish it on my website. Uh, maybe I'll send out uh, some beautiful emails um, to everybody on my email list, not asking for anything, but giving something, giving little bits of wisdom, offering, giving. The more you give of what you have, the more you receive of what you want. Bob, knowing what you know now about building a successful coaching business, what would be one action step that you think coaches should implement first if they're really serious about being successful as a coach? Well, you know, at the risk of sounding self-serving, and I hope by now my sincerity has come through the wires here, um, I would say the method. Because we have to simply undo the, the, the pro- our failure programming. If, if you're worried about failure, if you're feeling failure, if you're feeling blocked, if you're feeling like your success is limited, what you're encountering is your failure program. You've been programmed to fail. Right. And um, you probably experienced it when you were in school. You probably experienced it in relationships. You may experience it in your health. You may experience it in your wealth. And so at, at the risk of sounding self-serving, and I only offer this because I don't know any other way to do it, is you need the method or you need to recognize the the, the the program to fail within you, the failure programming within you, and you need to undo that failure programming. That's really all you have to do because then your, your own beautiful, natural genius 
is going to be released to guide you along the path of expanding fulfillment, expanding success, expanding joy, and, and really expanding life purpose. Because you'll realize, you know, I'm really not just here to build a successful business. That's not really why I'm here. I'm here to help you build a successful business. I'm here for you to live a life that you love. I'm here to do what I can do to release you from whatever's blocking you from living the life you truly want to live in joy and in beauty and in bliss because you're naturally gifted. And to help you to uncover your gifts, to rely on your gifts, to enjoy your gifts, and to free yourself from any internal emotional negativity because all anger, insecurity, frustration, resentment, discouragement, those are all your encounters with your programming, your failure programming. As you learn to dissolve that programming, your success is going to be as natural as how an orange tree produces oranges. You know, Bob, this has been so good. I've learned so much during this conversation that we've been having. And I'd like to finish up now with our final five rapid fire questions. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Self-honesty. What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Learn how to live happily. Recommend one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life. My own book, Lighten Up. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use and that you couldn't do business without. www.lovethemethod.com And finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on and what's your website? best way to get to me is through my website, www.lovethemethod.com. Um, anyone who reaches me through that website and mentions your show, I will offer a free coaching session. I'll, I'll guide you through the method, give you an experience of that, or answer whatever questions you have at no charge because of the benefits that you find from just one experience of the method. Bob, I'll be sure to get all of those links and all of your recommendations onto the show notes page. This has been such a good conversation. I want to thank you again for joining me today. Oh, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. I'm glad the universe provided this for both of us and everybody listening. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.